What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up, Howard Bender and Adam Bonus here, of course, from Fantasy Alarm on the Sawdust Podcast Network. What's up, Adam? Adam, what the hell's going on in the fantasy baseball community? Like, all of a sudden now, uh, social media is blowing up. We, we talked about this yesterday, um, the, the battle between high stakes and, uh, and, and, you know, other industry guys. Now it's all blown up where everybody's calling out the, uh, the, I guess, the lazy people, which I have no problem with. But it's just there's a whole lot of dissension in the ranks right now. It's entertaining at times. At the same time, it's like a lot of it is just unneeded. I don't get involved in it. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. It kind of reminds me of like DFS when people have been arguing on social media for a while. So I don't know, man. I, I don't know what's going on. I, I just, I mean, when you and I were coming up in the industry, like that was that was the thing. Like, and and you definitely saw the the turn. And maybe it is. Maybe it's just social media. Maybe that's just you know what it is that like people now can just say whatever the hell they want to say, um, and there really there are no repercussions. Like, there's no there's no accountability for your actions uh, in in a lot of ways because. You know, it was like when when you and I were were up and coming in this industry. Were you were you piggybacking like you know things that were going on with Jeff Erickson or Todd Zola or or those guys at all, or were you trying to make a name for yourself there? Like I I get that you know like, but what I see so much in social media right now is a lot of people who are trying to establish themselves in the industry. And they're doing it by cutting other people down. And I just, man, I, I just, I don't get it. I just don't get that. Yeah, I don't get it either. Uh, I do think, though, that people should be held responsible if they're not trying or giving up. That's one thing I've hated. I've talked about it for a long time. Uh, again, whether the league is free or it's an industry how many times have i said you know this howard i'm like look if you're going to use the excuse i'm in too many leagues or you know i can't follow that many simple don't participate right right it's just simple so that's what you need to do if you're gonna make excuses and say well you know i'm paying attention more to my money leagues this and that then don't participate because then you are you're making excuses and you're making those leagues look bad you know a lot of people in the industry take these leagues serious and a lot of people want to be in these leagues that have not been i mean tower wars has just expanded but i've had people come to me hey can you vouch for me to get in like there's people who really want to be in it so we don't need you guys if you're gonna sit there and not set a lineup and give up because you had an injury or a couple weeks like tower wars i have fernando tatis jr i have trevor rosenthal matt olson who's got an injury now you think i'm gonna give up no, I'm going to keep playing to the end. I don't care if I'm in 12th place, uh, which won't happen unless my whole team gets hurt. But I'm going to play to the end regardless because my name's on it. So I think we need everyone to think like that. Well, see, I don't think I, you see, I think I don't think it's tout wars or labor. That's the problem. Like, I, no, think, I, I, think, I, I do. I think the people I, I think, I think the people some. who are in those leagues are there to compete because there's no, obviously I don't think everyone is. I don't really some people. Yeah, I do. I think some people kind of lose focus at the end if they're not in it. 
Um, yeah, I, I listen. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that people don't lose focus. I've lost focus at times. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that. I've never abandoned my team, uh, and you know, and left it where you know there's like you know holes in the starting lineup or anything like that. I've you know, you know, gone to the end of the season. I got no fab money left. I'm making do with what I got uh, on the teams. But is you know, is my is my heart genuinely in that when I'm working on football and I'm, you know, competing in a bunch of other leagues? No, this, this the league where I'm down won't get the the same love and attention uh, in September that, you know, some of the other leagues do. But, you know, like, I, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about, like, this, this shit, this nonsense that's going on right now where we're seeing it in, we see it in Scott Fishbowl. We see it in, in in the TGFBI, the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. When you start opening up an industry league, and listen, you know what? We're doing this for charity. Like people, people look at being in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational and and being in the Scott Fishbowl. To me, they look at that the same way that you know we look at tout wars and and labor. Well, I disagree with you on that. We should be. If it's all about charity, then fuck the league and just have everyone donate. Why play the league then? If we're gonna throw the results out like it doesn't matter, I'm not just, saying that it doesn't matter. I'm just well, saying you just said saying, it's not the same as tout or labor. It should be. If we're gonna compete in it, and if we're gonna spend six months doing this shit, it should count for something, and you should be held accountable. Otherwise, why are we doing it for? I'm. You're right. You are right. I, 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 you know, maybe I just, I view these. You, leagues, I think you're trying to word it differently. I, 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 I am trying to word it differently because here's the thing. TGFBI and Scott Fishbowl is open to how many people? How many leagues yeah, are it's there? Not, it's how not many, only industry people. It is, it is not only industry people. But wait, isn't, is not, isn't TGFBI only industry? Because when you apply, you have to put like a website in work that, that, that you publicize, you know? Fishbowl, no. There's definitely fans in Fishbowl. Our guy Joey Brown is in it all the time. Right. Um, so I know there's definitely fans in the Fishbowl. There's even some famous people in it. Um, Brad Ziegler was in my league, former MLB player. So, but isn't, I thought TGFBI, I thought you had to. It, it might be. It, you know what? I, I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't remember if they opened it up to other people because of charity, whatever the case may be. I, but see, I, I don't look at that. I, I honestly, I don't look at TGFBI, and I listen. I love Justin Mason, but I don't look at that as being the same as Tout or Labor. To me, Tout and Labor are the best in the uh, in in our industry who have worked their way up. Like that's not you're not just lightly invited. I don't think you're lightly invited. So I mean, you and I obviously have a different opinion because I don't not I I don't personally know people in Tout or Labor who don't care, don't really care about the league or, you know, just kind of like abandon their teams completely, um, you know, halfway through the season. Like, I don't, I don't know who does that. I don't think they abandon it, but I do notice teams when they're out of it, just don't fo- uh, look at their team that much. And maybe they're not making moves and everything. And look, you could say, well, I got all these teams. It doesn't matter. You still at least, again, I don't, if you're 11th, and remember, there's a penalty though in, in tout. You lose fab for the next year, right? So, I mean, I like that they do that, but I don't think that motivates people enough. I, 
I don't, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to motivate people enough. Uh, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't see, you know, and I don't know, again, maybe it's a generational thing, but I don't see somebody from labor tweeting out, oh, I forgot to set my labor line up and I missed Corbin Burns's, you know, amazing start. Well, that's look, that is just brutal because it's the first week of the season. Shouldn't you have set your lineup as soon as the draft is done? Like, that's something you can't miss. Mistakes happen. I get people get busy, but come on, man. You can't mess that up. I, I, I not, know. I know. That, that's an that happens. That happens in TGFBI. Does that do you think that happens in labor? Uh, it's possible. I don't know. Because I, I don't think anyone's going to tweet that out because they'll be ashamed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well then, then why aren't we ashamed to admit something like that when it comes to TGFBI? Well, because no one, it's charity. Well, the person did it, so he's not ashamed. Maybe he's looking to get attention. I don't know how that's good attention. Well, it's definitely not because it's obviously it's spurned on this whole thing that's going on right now on social media. I mean, it's just I, I don't know, man. I mean, listen, I get it. I, you know, if, if you if you feel the need to call somebody out, then you're going to call somebody out. But fuck, I mean, I, I just I, I just don't dig that. You know, I've seen you know, I've, I've seen shit go on and, and people have stuff going on in their life. You know what? I, here you go. Perfect. I'll give you the perfect example. You ready for the perfect example here? Um, Jeff Manns in Tout Wars. No, it wasn't Tout Wars. I think it was a, a Sirius XM host league, right? Oh, no, no, it was Tout. It might have been Tout. Um, he, you know, didn't set a lineup uh, for a few weeks. Um, and, you know, and and people got on him about that and you know and and jeff came back and was like oh i'm sorry i didn't you know i I didn't you know fix my lineup i was busy fighting cancer right and i mean i even i even got involved like you know like uh you know him and him and ray were saying something about you know mish complaining uh about that and they started dogging mish a little bit and i was like no you don't dog mish for that, he's right. You got all these people who do quit in these leagues, and we shouldn't do that. And you know, and then I think Jeff said something about, well, if there were money on it, and blah blah blah. Mish threw out the challenge of, you know, I'll put a thousand dollars into a league right now, you know, and and we'll play it out, and we'll see what happens. If that's what's going to take to get you involved, and I got, you know, and I and I, you know, sided with Mish on that whole thing, and you know, and I like I did, I totally forgot. Because it happened a couple of years ago, but it didn't put I didn't put the timelines together, two and two together. And that, yeah, that was when Jeff got diagnosed and uh, and he was, you know, down and out and dealing with, you know, fucking beating cancer. So, you know, I, I, I get that some people want to be these, you know, I don't know, white knights on Twitter or they just want to dog somebody for not doing anything uh, or for fucking up in their in their lineups and shit like that. But to. You know, I, I just I don't understand the public attack. That's kind of what it is. I don't really understand the public attack. Um, I've, you know, since apologized, you know, profusely to Jeff for like not putting the timeline together. But I mean, that's a perfect example of, you know, people attacking but not knowing the full story. Yeah, that could happen. We don't know what people are going through. But what if someone does it multiple years? That's a different story. Okay. That's a different story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I've said this for years, so this stance is not new. 
I think any league you sign up for, you should play it to the end. And you're, if you're going to use the excuse, well, it's not for money, my money leagues matter more, then you shouldn't play. Right. That, you know, don't take too much on your plate, right? If you can't handle it and you got kids, a family, whatever, don't use that as an excuse. I don't want to, that's the problem with the world today. And now it's filtering over to fantasy. Everyone has excuses. Look in the fucking mirror and take accountability, right? That's one thing I learned over the years. You got to look at yourself and say, what did you do wrong? What could you do better? Everyone is quick to blame everyone else. Why they didn't get a promotion. Why they didn't get a job. Why they didn't get this girl, this guy. Look at yourself. Don't stop. You got to stop blaming other people and stop making excuses. All right. Figure out what you're doing wrong. And don't say, well, this league's more important. Trust me. All right. I play in money leagues. I'm in the NFBC. I'll say and I'll say it with Fernando Tatis. I have him in tout. I would rather have him there get hurt for my one share and redraft than the NFBC. It does not mean that I don't care about tout. I do. I've been very I've won tout wars twice. I've been second multiple times. I care. So I will play to the end. But if you're going to say, would you, what league would you rather win? Of course I'm going to say the NFBC, right? It's a bigger payout. It doesn't mean I don't want to win tout labor or TGFBI. I care about those leagues as much, but if you're going to say, what's the pecking order? Of course I want the one with more money, but there's a difference between saying, well, that league doesn't matter because it's not for money. I'm not saying that. I still play those out. I spent a lot of time doing waivers and you could say, oh, well, it's your fault. You're wasting time. No, if my name is on it, I play to the end all the time. It doesn't matter because I take pride in that. And I think you owe it to the rest of the league. There are people in this industry that get in a lot of leagues and they don't care. They'll get off to a slow start. They'll have injuries. And then they'll say, well, yeah, you know, I have so many leagues and that one's not doing well and abandon it. That's where I have a problem. And there are people who do it in, in TGFBI and maybe not as much in labor and tout, but it does happen there, too. Yeah. Okay. I mean, listen. I again haven't seen it in labor and tout. I've seen it in TGFBI. Listen, that's the you know the reason I turned around and I said I'm like I gotta pare down the number of leagues I'm doing. I cannot. Right. You know, that's the way I, to I do can't. it. What's that? That's the way to do it. I did the same this year. I only did seven leagues with Fab. I had thirteen last year. Yeah. I had yeah. I had like sixteen. Uh, I don't even remember what I did for. I had, I, I came. Yeah. I joined like a ton of leagues. Um, just regular MLB because of the shortened season and whatever. But, um, yeah, the same thing this year. I mean, it's like I'm eight leagues and that's it. And it's yeah. Like the, How many of them are for money? Uh, one, two, three. Okay. No, yeah. two, two. Yeah. Four of mine are for money. The three that aren't are tout labor and TGFBI. Yeah. See my uh, tout labor. TGFBI, uh, FSGA, uh, Sirius XM Host League, right? And uh, I, don't, I can't remember if BARF is for money or not because they brought those other two leagues in, those uh, those other regions, I think, that were supposed to each pony up 100 bucks, but I, I haven't heard anything about that yet. I can't remember. But I mean, you know, my my two leagues that are are you know money, like those are you know those. Uh, I'm with you. I mean, I will I will definitely make sure that those leagues uh, get the uh, the extra love and attention because of the uh, of the payouts and stuff like that. Ooh, ooh, 
Ooh, I'm in first in one of them. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> I'm super excited. Yeah, it's very important. April 6th. To be I'm going to start tweeting out like Lenny Melnick, right? Oh, Who's yeah. like tweeting tout and labor standings right now. Yeah, just end the season. Right? I love you, Lenny. I love you so much. I don't know if he listens, but. Yeah, he he lives for this stuff, man. So it's a big day for him. So it is. You can print it out, frame it. Right, his team is taller in the standings than Lenny is in life. How about that one? Bragging to Andrea, look at that. Right, right. That's that's foreplay right there. He's like, (laughs) boom. How about that? Labor and tout first place right now, and the season. Um, All right. (laughs) Before we continue here and uh, talk some of these injuries, give a quick shout out to our sponsor. Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site you guys need to be playing on. And here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyNightFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P. You will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we... Uh, Pay the bills. All right, so Adam, here we go. Uh, Tatis, the injury. So I'm being told no, no surgery. There's a slight tear in the labrum, though, which is not good. But it does not sound like he's going to be out for months. It sounds like he's going to miss weeks. Yeah, I don't know, man. This doesn't sound good to me. Uh, I'm still worried about this. So I guess the, what they're going to reevaluate in a couple of weeks. I'm still concerned, man. This obviously is an issue that is likely not going away, right? He had it in the spring, left the spring game, heard it on a swing. I hope he doesn't miss much time and can wait on the surgery, but I would still be worried. Uh, now, again, I have Tatis and Tout. I don't know if I have him in a draft champions league. I probably do. Probably in one. I think I did three. So I probably have him one there. But yeah, Tout Wars, it's a big loss. So and anyone who has him, they know that it's a really big loss. So I don't know, man. I'm still worried that this is not short term. Yeah, I don't want to say that the uh, draft guide covers a fantasy alarm of jinxed us in any way, but you know, Soto, when he was on the cover, he then got hurt. And, I mean, didn't, you know, miss like the whole season or something like that. But Tatis, Saquon Barkley, Michael Thomas, Andrew Luck. We uh, <laughs> we 
We uh, we're we're like the Madden curse here right now for draft guides. So. Can I put someone as a recommendation for baseball next season? Then yeah, absolutely. Tyler Naquin. Oh, Aaron Judge. No, dude, I'm not gonna put Aaron. Now, now you know what? Now Jacob Degrom just landed on the car. <laughs> nah, 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 don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's it. You just did it. You just did it. You tell me to put Aaron Judge on the cover of the of the fantasy alarm draft guide, dude. Well, to break the streak. Oh yeah, is that what you're hoping for? To break exactly, the streak? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Don't lie to me. Jacob Degrom's going on the cover now next year. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna find out who you draft the most, and then I'm going to make sure that's the cover person. Oh, my God. Did you see the bad news now on Trevor Rosenthal? Oh, come on. Please, no. Don't Uh, don't tell me. According to Ken Rosenthal, a doctor who is a surgeon for the A's, uh, specializes in treating thoracic outlet syndrome. No word on whether Rosenthal will require surgery, which would sideline him three to four months. He'll undergo more tests tomorrow. Come on. Boy, talk about a way. I ha- I think I have that guy in like three, four leagues. Oh, man. It's just brutal. Because, you know, that my, we talked about this. The goal for me this year in 15-team leagues, get one solid closer and then piece it together. Yeah. And you hope you hit on one. Um, Trevor Rosenthal was that guy for me in labor <laughs> and in town. Oh, my good. And the NFBC main event, too. So, three leagues. And now I'm like. Oh, that's um, yeah, I listen, it's uh, incredibly disheartening, and I uh, I 100% feel your pain, Adam, especially when you're talking about uh, tout wars where I have both Trevor Rosenthal and Eloy Jimenez, yeah, and Eloy and Rosenthal, same combo in the NFBC main event. So, uh, Eloy in the third, Rosenthal, I think, was the ninth. Something like that. So, yeah, that is just absolutely brutal, man. Um, and the only closer that I really have now, it seems like he's the uh, closer, is uh, Gregory Soto. Uh, he's going to share the role with Garcia. But... Well, Garcia pitched the fifth inning today. Yeah, I know. I saw that. And Soto pitched the last two and got the win because they got a walk-off. So, but you're right. I mean, he's not locked in, but that's I have him, Kyle Crick, and I think Classe. Um, I, I think Classe might be the guy, but we have not really seen the Indians get that opportunity yet. So, uh, but that's what you have to do. You're just, you know, you're, you're piecing it together and you're hoping, okay, hopefully one of these guys that I had sticks or you're going to go out and spend money on a Merriweather. I mean, that's just, just, it's just tough. So, yeah, when you have Rosenthal and you're counting on him to be your main anchor and he's out for an extended period of time, it's absolutely brutal, man. Absolutely brutal. Yeah. I uh, In Tout, I've got him and, and Chapman. So, basically, what I need right now is I need for Liam Hendricks to go down with an injury because that'll push either Garrett Crochet or Aaron Bummer, hopefully, into the job. Uh, and then I can recover that way. All right. This, so you're recruiting this, this for team, injuries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean-spirited man. Oh, my God. What? Do it. We'll do it, like, under the table. Like, we don't want – we really don't want these guys to get hurt. It's their livelihood and everything. But, hey, if, you know, somehow something happens. Okay. Yeah. Not exactly, the worst thing in the right? world. 
<laughs> but no, nah, we. I, I just it sucks because you then that's when the athletes start hating fantasy players, and it's bad enough already. We see it with football and the players that get trolled. Like I think someone was. I think Kamara was not happy about playing the extra game, and someone was taking a shot at it. And I'm like, they go, you play a kid's game, and you could like these guys don't realize what their bodies go through, man. They see the highlights and everything. They don't see the the shit that goes on behind the scenes and the pain and the shots that they take. No, they definitely don't. You know, I mean, listen, I don't think any any idiot who's like, if you're stupid enough to be adding, you know a ball player a football player on Twitter and to piss and moan about anything like you have zero clue what it takes to be a professional athlete like zero clue please you probably can't even like you're like probably me you can't fucking stay on a diet you don't like to exercise uh you know and and there you are like being a douche and and adding uh, a player for being out with an injury like I mean that's just you know What's worse, what's going on in the fantasy community or idiots tweeting at athletes? Oh, idiots tweeting at athletes. It's like, it's the stupidest <laughs> thing. You know, especially whether it's fantasy or a bet, you know, that they lost. Like like I said, we've done this, right? We get upset. We have a pitcher and he gives up seven runs. We're upset, but we talk about it here or we talk about it to our friend. And, oh, this damn I can't believe he gave up seven runs. This motherfucker ruined my fantasy night. He cost me the invest. Yeah, okay, do that. But don't at the player and we move on. Like, it's just, it's it's bad for, and then it causes these players to hate fantasy. And like anything in life, right? A couple of bad people rooted for a group. And most respectable fantasy players have respect for the athletes. We just get upset, obviously, if they have a bad day for a fantasy team. But you think these guys want to go out there and not perform? I mean, what player wants to go out there and have 11 carries for 24 yards? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's like, you know, I sat there dealing with, like, idiot Jet fans who were, like, pissing and moaning when the Jets won that game. And I'm like, well, you know, listen, I hate it too, but, like, what are you going to, you know, are you going to sit there and, and blame them because they've got pride? Because they they don't want to... They don't want an 0-16 season on their resume. I mean, how do you think how do you think any athlete feels losing every single game? You know, I mean, fine, you know, Adam Gase up yours. He's just a terrible coach anyway. I don't care about him. But, you know, I mean, these players are on the field playing for, you know, playing with pride. So you can't sit there and like, you know, come at them and 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 you know, whatever. They 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 they're out there to win. They're being paid to win games. They're not being paid to to get the franchise a better pick. And it's their livelihood. A lot of the most NFL is really year to year. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like these contracts are not guaranteed. So these guys are fighting just to stay in the league at times. And you can never let up on a football field. That's where you get hurt. Yeah, you definitely can't let up on the football field. Um, nightmarish, nightmarish. All right, let's um, let's see. Any other key injuries that you just so depressed me with the Trevor Rosenthal uh news there, Adam? I don't Trust me, bro. I didn't feel good saying it because I have them in multiple leagues. So, um, JD Davis left tonight's game, got hit. Yeah, x rays were negative. negative. He's yeah. fine. Well, we don't know that. Oh, Matt, Matt Olson's bruised, dealing with a an bruised injury, hand. Matt Olson's dealing with an injury. I think was it a knee contusion? I know he's out of the lineup today. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to go over to the uh, to the blog, the live injury blog over at fantasyalarm.com, which gives us our nice little updates there about who's been banged up and who isn't. Oh, <laughs> look at all of these nationals on the uh, on the uh, on the on the out list, on the injured list. COVID all abound, man. Brad Hand, Kyle Schwarber, John Lester, Patrick Corbin, Avila, Gomes, Josh Harrison, Jordy Mercer. Will Harris. So, you know, I mean, I'm glad to see that these guys are all friends, but cheat. That's a bummer. Cody Bellinger, he's also dealing with a with an injury. That might keep him out a little longer, too. Yeah, it was a play at first base late in the game where he got <laughs> spiked. So yep. I guess they're checking out his calf. Yep. Kevin Kiermeyer lands on the DL. That is stunning because that guy's a model of health. He really is, right? Dude, how about how about Byron Buxton being pulled off the field um, in the third inning on Sunday, and everybody was flipping out. You should. Turns out, what's that? Well, you should initially. Obviously, we found out he was ill after. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, it was just it was so funny just watching the freakout as if they never expected that it, it could possibly happen that Byron Buxton would get hurt, but so he gets lifted, uh, comes back today, hits a home run. As a pinch hitter, he didn't start. He did not start. Good for good for Buxton. Do you? Ha- I only. I think I only have him in a draft league. Like, I know I don't have him in redraft. Do you? I did not take him anywhere. I. I. I Intentionally, really, or you wanted it, or you just couldn't get him in a draft? No, I. I said, you know, and I've said this on the podcast. You know, like there's always that draft where it's like I'm sitting there and it's like the the twelfth or thirteenth round, and I'm like. How is nobody taking Buxton right now? I'm going to have to take him, right? And, um, you know, that never happened. It never, somebody was always jumping all over Buxton. I was in, I, I think the last draft I did, the last home league draft I did, somebody took him in the sixth round. Like they're just in on him. So I have no shares of Byron Buxton because he never fell in, in any draft that I did. Yeah, I think in most of the NFBC 15-teamers, he went around eight or nine. So I just was never – I think just one DC. It might have been It might have been the first or second one I did. So I usually do one mid to late January, another one in February. So when I look back, that's where you get a lot of the bargains. Um, and then people start – there's more ADP, players perform in the spring, and players get pushed up and you get priced out. Yeah. Well, I, I was okay with it. Like, I was fine. I was completely fine not having him. Um, so maybe maybe this is the year, Adam. Maybe this is the year that Buxton breaks out because I have zero shares. Well, look, it's simple with him. We all know it. If he could stay on the field, and that's the big if. I mean, the, the, the bottom line is he still has only played over 87, over 100 games once. And that was in 2017. He played 39 last year out of a possible 60, 87 the year before. Um, so we all would like to see it because we know it could be phenomenal. Um, even though we only had two steals last year, he had 13 homers in 39 games and he already has three in 12 plate appearances this year. So we know the ability. The problem is, can he stay on the field? And we still don't know because he's already had state take him out in the spring and <laughs> illness. <laughs> Take so it you know, down, it's like, 
That's but, when you know it's like a state takes you out, man. It's like, geez, man, is this guy just that fragile? He cracked a tooth eating steak, bro. Well, that's the thing. Like, what kind of how? What kind of shitty quality steak? Because you he needed a root canal from that. Unless, oh unless he was like, unless he picked up the 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 like the T bone and was like gnawing on the T bone. I can't bro. think of a possible way to break a tooth eating steak. Well, you better be careful the next time you eat steak because you said that, and they're gonna come back and oh, remember when I said that. I don't think how can you break a tooth eating steak? Well, last night. I did it. So be careful. <laughs> Listen, if I'm eating steak, it is a good quality steak. I am not achieving like, you know, it's not like a, you know, getting like a like a like a burrito, like a local burrito over here where Man. there could be like a, a tooth or a knuckle inside the, the carnitas. That's something I haven't been to a steakhouse in a while, man. Yeah, all right. Yeah, next time, next time well, I'm in New York, where are we going? Old ooh. Homestead? i never been to that one. I've been to several in the city. I've never been to that one. Never been to the Old Homestead? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So yeah, good. good. Right down there in the uh, in the meatpacking district. Um, It's good if you like your steak rare and medium rare. Nah, I don't. Do you go, medium, go more medium well, well done? Medium well. Yeah, I see. I, I feel like that's kind of you know that that's in the overcooked range for me. Okay, but I mean, listen. I if you've never been there, we would have to go. We would just we would have to go. It would just be depending on the uh, the cut of meat that you get. We'll find something that that cooks well, medium rare, you know, medium well for you. Like me, I want like I want like the Fred Flintstone cut of fucking prime rib. That's so rare it crawls down your throat by itself. Yes. So you want blood dripping down your face? Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I want like something out of like a like a like a fucking Anne Rice novel. Absolutely, so good, so good. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, where's your favorite steakhouse in the city? Um, I don't know if I have a favorite one. Been to a few. Um, hmm. I don't know what my favorite one is. All right. Well, well, right outside Sirius XM, you got Del Frisco's. Yeah, I've been there a couple times. Yep, me too. Me too. Smith and Walensky on the east side, always great for me. Always great for me. Um, I don't know if it's still there now, but the Roots Chris that was on, I think, West 53rd between 6th yeah, and 7th. We- I think it's still there. I remember our fantasy football league. We went there. It was so packed. So we just wound up getting drinks there and going somewhere else because they always have like a get together. I think it it was still there. That was maybe, well, obviously it wasn't this year. It was 2019. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, though. I, I, not that it's overrated. Peter Luger. Down in out in Brooklyn, you got to go to the one out in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been there. I went to the one in Little Neck. Yeah, see that that you got to go to the uh, the original one. But I'll tell you what, the problem that I have with with Peter Luger, what they do best is like when they do like that steak for like steak for four, steak for six, whatever. Because you know all the big groups that come in there, I I hate ordering like that. 
because I'm an eater and I, and I eat quickly too. And so you put that steak for eight down there. Guess what? Howard's eating like <laughs> the rest of the people half the table's not eating. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, that's the problem for me. Like, you know, I mean, it really, you know, I have to, I have to like fly solo. I have to get like the porterhouse for two or the Chateaubriand or something like that. Um, as opposed to doing like the, 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 the group steak, I, you know? So, yeah, so I, you know, I dig Peter Luger, but yeah, the old homestead for me right down there on, um, God, like little West 12th or something like that. No, it's even further down right in the heart of the meatpacking district. So fucking good. So good. Yeah. All right. Steakhouse. Next time I'm in New York, Adam, and, uh, and we can actually like go out to dinner. Cause I don't, I don't sit on like patios and I don't do outdoor dining in New York City. No, I can't do it, dude. I can't do it. Had too many bad experiences with like homeless people or rats. Um, I just, I can't, I, I can't sit outside. Okay. I need to be indoors when I'm eating. Protect my food from the public. Gotcha. Yeah, you're a big outdoor eater. I can. I mean, I was doing it a little bit here in Jersey before, you know, at one point they only had the outdoor and I would do it. I mean, are you talking about like on a sidewalk or are you talking about like either, either like one, a back patio? Uh, one was sidewalk. One was um, parking lot where they just had tables. So wherever. And I did do it one in. Was that the Bronx or Upper Manhattan's? Um, I think it was the Bronx. So it was more like a sidewalk. That was months ago. Yeah, I can't do the sidewalk. I can't do the sidewalk. I've had, you know, I've had like uh, where <laughs> the funniest incident was. I was I was downtown in New York. I was at the Do Drop In, right? And and I'm sitting out there on the patio, and their patios on this like raised platform, right? And and I'm sitting there on the, you know, on the edge, you know, on the uh, on the outside, and I'm I'm eating dinner with uh, with some friends of mine, and all of a sudden this like homeless dude comes like, you know, walking like right over by us. And then he stops like near me, and so now immediately I can smell him, and that really just turns me off from eating completely. Um, but then he's like, he just looks down, and then he just goes, whoa. Shrugs himself off and, and he just walk keeps walking. And I looked down to see what he was like doing there, right? Or what was there? And it was this huge fucking rat that oh, was boy. like trying to squeeze out of a hole, like from underneath the platform upon which I was sitting. And it was just like it was stuck there, or it was like half in, half out like dying maybe sick i don't know but this fucking thing was ginormous and and i was like all right i'm i'm done i'm out of here bye see you later somebody pay for my fucking meal i'm going home like i've done that i've had homeless people like reach into my plate from like while sitting outside wow that's crazy right it's just it was like like a horror show like a horror show can't do the outside eating. Outside eating sucks. I see you're scarred. I get it. 
Yeah. So. I like these therapy sessions that they. <laughs> these are always these are always good, right? I mean, you know, I mean, it's good to get it out every once in a while. My wife knows. My wife knows. Like she knows. Like you know, when somebody's like, oh, they oh, she's like, oh, Kath and Jim want to go out for you know at the uh, to to lunch at the brewery. And I'm like, inside or outside? Well, you know, they're gonna have Albie with them, the dog, and blah blah. blah. I was like, so outside? She's like, yeah. I'm like, no. Nope, sorry, not gonna happen. Barely, like even like in a like an enclosed patio, I still have an issue with it. I don't know why. Just can't do it. Can't do it. I'm I'm a ton of fun at picnics. I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right, any other injuries going on MLB? That wow, fourteen to one, the Reds. Pasting the Pirates here, dude. Tyler Naquin has two homers and seven RBIs. That's ridiculous, man. Tyler Naquin is ridiculous. Although, I will say this. What I really love is if you look a little further down that box score, uh, one Jonathan India, three for three, with three runs scored, uh, four RBI. Yeah, remember I told you I got him in round 49 of a draft champion league back in, I don't know, January, February. So... Uh, Nick sends out three for three, four runs and a walk. I like that. Like, how great does that make you feel? How great does it, it makes you feel like, like as good as I felt when I watched Jacob Degrom uh, have seven strikeouts through six innings, and the Mets were winning two to nothing, and then I turned off the TV because I had other shit I had to do. Oh, yeah. See, there's my, my little tower of cards right here. House of Cards just came crumbling down. Yeah, great. Trevor May sucks, dude. So does uh, Luis Guillorme. It's the first game, bro. What's that? First game of the year. First game of the year. First game of the year. How do you think that makes Jacob deGrom feel? Like, oh, like I can't, I can't get any run support still, no matter who signs with this fucking team, no matter how much money we pay them. I can't get any goddamn run support in the game. And, oh, look, the bullpen takes my good game and shits on it. And then what are we going to do? We're going to put a, a fucking useless run up in the ninth inning, lose the game, and make Howard lose his bet on the over-under at seven and a half runs. Oh, that's why you're upset. I get it. Well, I, I I'm a Degrom owner. Well, I am too. I mean, There's I don't believe. I don't I don't own Jacob Degrom. Oh, you can't no. say that. You're canceled. That's it. I'm canceled. <laughs> I was just saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't own him per se. I uh, I I have I've rostered him in fantasy baseball. Fuck. Can't get a, dude. Can't buy a fucking win. It's unbelievable. It's just disgusting. Your team is disgusting. Third-rate bullshit team. It's disgusting. Relax. Relax. It's gross. It's gross. All right. Well, if you got nothing else for me, I got nothing else for you. We can just call it a night. Oh, Aaron Judge is up at bat. Ooh, bet you it's home run. You ready? He's going to hit a home run right now, Adam. Uh, so is Dom Smith, who already homered tonight. Oh, no, he's not. He struck out. Or the inning's over. 
<laughs> Mets have two two runs on two hits against Chase well, that's Anderson. Tremendous play by play work on your part there, Adam. That was no. Bad. You know why? I'm looking at the TV and the box score already shows it's bottom of the six. My TV shows Dom Smith up one and two count, and right now here comes the pitch, swing and a miss, struck out. So the box score is out of the TV. That's why I said that. I was looking. I'm like, oh wait, did Dom strike out? And the box score said bottom of the six, and then I just saw. Five seconds ago, one and two pits, swing and a miss. Right? So how do you trust any fucking in-game betting, dude? You just... Well, no. I talked about this. Where did I talk about this? We talked about it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's why when you do the in-game betting, it freezes so much. Because you're watching the TV and you're like, wait a second, what? Because they're ahead. That's why. So it's tricky. That's why at a game is completely different. That's where, you know, you're in sync, obviously. Because you're there live, but you know a lot of people do want to bet from home, so that's why it's annoying. And then you'll you'll hit the button, and then it'll say the odds have changed. Do you still want to make this bet? Well, good for them. Good for them. All right. Well, I'll still stay away from the in-game betting. It doesn't do it for me. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's call it a night here. We'll be back tomorrow kind of chime in on uh, on some other fun stuff here uh, around MLB. Let's see if some of these uh, cold starts can heat up. See if some of these hot starts cool down. All the fun stuff there. But for now, I'm Howard Bender. For Adam Ronis, this has been the Annie Up Show, and we will catch you next time.